35 episodes of The Transition. Who would have thought we'd even get here? (laughs) And on this week's episode, another classic. On the first half, we talked about two new albums, one from 2 Chains and another from Lil Uzi and Future. Unfortunately, they both fell a little flat. But on the bright side, we also talked about overrated and underrated artists, which was interesting, I'll say. And then on the second half of the show, we discussed some more general stuff, like a what-if scenario of if we lost our jobs today, what we do next. Uh, tons of good discussion. And without further ado, episode 35 of The Transition. Welcome back to The Transition, episode 35. Alice Kaprinsky, Demirich Williams, back in the studio once again. And let me tell you, we have went through a little bit of an episode trying to... That doesn't make any sense. We have went through a little bit of a, a some technical difficulties, we'll say, trying to get this episode off the ground. <laughs> Alex lost his phone. It somehow ended up in in his hamper. I don't really know how that works. Um, some he was Ouija board, type. some Ouija board stuff. Drinking on the cloudy water as well. I don't. That's probably what did it to you. Um, yeah, I'm looking at Alex. <laughs> dude. That's not safe to drink. That is not safe to drink. As he takes a sip, it literally looks like lemonade. That's how cloudy it is. Like I, I'm worried for your safety. <laughs> Like you're not gonna make it through this podcast if you keep drinking that. Oh my god, he puts it down. What a what a guy. Essential um, vitamins and minerals, man. That's too many minerals in there. <laughs> no, it's that it's that good Fiji water. Do you guys use like well water or something? Like what's going on over there? No, I don't know. Maybe the cup was. I don't. I, cup was a little sus. To be honest with you, or I've maybe been, it's so cold it's the condensation on the outside. Am yeah, I like, I've, I've been drinking out of the same cup since eight thirty this morning, so I don't know <laughs> what other liquids have been here today. But <laughs> finishes the coffee, immediately pours water in the same cup that he drank the coffee out of. Yeah, this could be coffee grounds. This could be this could be tea. This could be all types of. Are you one of those people? You just you just put another liquid in after you finish with your your previous, and this is whatever. I'm not out here wasting water, man. I'm environmentally conscious. What are you talking about? Green, Excuse me. Green Green New Deal. <laughs> green New Deal. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing my part. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm drinking watered down coffee and watered down green tea and watered down everything else. What are you doing? What are you doing over there, sir? Um, okay, this is I this has know. been a fun episode already. <laughs> two minutes in yeah two minutes in and we're talking about uh coffee and water um but yeah i hope you guys are i hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode um it was a it was a bit of a doozy talking about the election and police reform and all the other stuff that we we discussed in last week's episode but hope you guys took some um some good points and some good gems out from that one um and hopefully this episode is going to be similar it's going to be a lot more relaxed though i think uh some of the serious talk has died down a little bit um, and I don't, I don't think we really want this podcast to be politics and uh, all that crazy stuff every single episode because we're gonna lose our minds. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Twenty twenty yeah. has been unique in that it's almost forced us to talk about that a little Exa- bit. But I yeah, think- everyone's had to become something that they're not to kind of yeah. adjust to this year. Like basketball coaches are becoming social activists, yep. activists, and all that. I think it's time to get back to the release valve a little bit, though. Of valve. of kind of talking about the more I don't know. Just stuff that diverts. The lighthearted people from. talk about the lighthearted stuff, and the people who talk about the heavy stuff talk about the heavy stuff. That's what I mean, man. I don't but know. you all have to stay uh, stay aware, though. That's that's for sure. And stay have woke. an opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know what's going on for sure, but maybe not just talk about it every single time you get an opportunity. Um, because at some point it just gets depressing. So that's why we need episodes like this, palate cleansers, um, to kind of get us back it we- on. Yeah. yeah, It wears, man. <laughs> it does. It does. Talking about this stuff over and over again will will make you feel depressed it's like oh geez i actually live in this country <laughs> like it's i'm this is not a movie i'm in this it's um not a movie. it's not a movie at all all right so before we we run too long on our, our random discussions how has your week been how is how have you been for the last since the last episode i've had i've had i've had a really good week i'm trying to be yeah. i don't know it's it's time to be more positive you know what i mean life could be so yeah. much worse that i've had i've point. had a really good week uh, meeting people at work over zoom which is weird but still meeting people a lot of people my age it's weird to think that like my new like i guess what this new friend group or new circle mm-hmm. or new circle of relationships is going to be is going to be kind of at least the beginning of these relationships are going to be fostered through a computer rather than in person. So I'm excited to get in front of people again, though, excited to meet a new sphere. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of how my week's been. It's been we've been up and up, man. Life life is good. How about you? 
Yeah, it's been solid. Have you have you shot any shots in the Zoom DMs yet, or what? <laughs> Holy, that's only that's <laughs> only at school. <laughs> only at school. We don't risk that in the professional world. That's a that's a straight HR sexual harassment uh, claim right there. I can't be getting uh, but, fired this early in the game, man. <laughs> it's only been two months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I've been good too. And it's funny, I literally had that same thought today of like, man, my life could be a lot worse than it is right now. Like I'm actually doing pretty well, all things considered, um, especially when I see some of the state of um, that, you know, other parts of the world or other parts of the country or other parts of my city are in. I'm like, all right, it, it could definitely not, be a lot not, worse. It's not bad. It's actually not that bad, right? Um, so definitely stay thankful in the midst of everything, even though, you know, we're, we're always trying to grow and progress every single day. But we'll, we're, we're thankful for where we're at still. Um, but, yeah, it's been a pretty solid week. Like I said, I'm tired. I'm a little, Exhausted. like, spacey, yeah. I think, because I just had a nap like an hour ago, hour and a half ago. And when, after I wake up from a nap, I need like a good two hours before my brain is actually working at normal capacity. So, But we're, we're, we're going to push through. So as he takes another sip of the cloudy water. <laughs> um so what do we have to talk about today we got two albums that dropped yesterday um or actually this morning because they dropped at 12 um we had the future album and then we also have the two well the future slash little uzi album and then the two chain solo album with a ton of features of course because it's two chains uh which one would you like to get into first i have my opinions on both of these and i've i've only listened to like 20 minutes of each but i think that told me all i need to know i was gonna say honestly man we could probably lump these into (laughs) i agree i completely agree with you into one category and just kind of move on with Mm -hmm. uh move on with our lives a little bit all right, I'll get into the because I, I I didn't listen to much at all um, of the two chains ones. I'll get into the the Pluto X Blake baby, baby Pluto. Pluto. Right, <laughs> I right, almost right. messed up on it because it's so simple. The Pluto X baby Pluto um, album that Future and Lil Uzi came out with. So first question from a yeah. graphic design perspective, what did you think of this album art? Just oh, artistically, it's pretty interesting. Kind of like cool, the, right? It's it's it. I mean, it, it's two astronauts, red and blue, and it's like they did like the spin effect transition that you'll see on iMovie. So overall, it's not very complex, but it's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of um, trippy, man. Kind of trippy, yeah. I, I stared at it for like five minutes last night and started getting a little dizzy. But I was gonna say, stare at it long enough, you're gonna see yourself in there. <laughs> <laughs> Drink enough of the cloudy water and stare at the album art and you're just going to be transported to a different universe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I gave this a listen uh, today in the in the evening here. And it's, I don't know, it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like, um, pre- predominantly future-based production style. Um, think March Madness, think 56 Nights, that type of thing. Um, with a little bit of oozy influence, you know, kind of sprinkled in there. A little Salt Bay right there for you guys. Um, and, and, and that was it. Like, I mean, lyrically, like there wasn't any song that was, you know, worth really writing home about or worth really talking about in depth because it's all the same recycled lyrics over and over again. And I think you're going to say much of the same for the two chains project. It's like, I don't know, these same bars I've heard for the past five, seven years. And it's like, it's, they, they weren't good to start with, to be honest. And they're only getting worse over it with, with time. Um, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of annoying because I mean, Future and 2 Chain or Future and 2 Chain, Future and Lil Uzi are kind of two Same artists thing. that I would, yeah, honestly, are, are kind of two artists that are, I would say at the forefront of the, the current rap world. I mean, Uzi doesn't release a ton, neither, uh, but Future is pretty prolific, actually. He had that high off life in 2020. Um, and it's, I don't know, neither of them are really that great to me. Like, they both have had their moments in the past, but, th- just what they're what they're putting out now just kind of signifies to me like they're just they're just chilling like they're not they're not really trying to push the envelope too crazy they're gonna do their their music the way they've always done and that's just gonna be it and i i think we're getting to the point where it's um it's apparent that like you know i I, we had an episode about this um probably on our like the first um the first part of the transition let's say back two years ago (laughs) Um, we were talking about artists, you know, evolving and having time. We were talking about like um, a few young artists at the time, like a YB and or Corday, a Tay K, etc. Um, Tay K is obviously in prison, so I, I think his career is over. But with a YBN or even a Corday, like you see, like a Corday, he's come a little bit of a ways in the past few years of terms of, you know, improving himself, evolving his style, etc. And you know, YBN, I would assume from what I've seen or heard, is basically up to the you know the same kind of style and cadence. And I think these artists that uh, we're talking about with this album, Future and Lil Uzi, they're very much stuck in their ways. Like I don't really see their music going outside or evolving for where it is now. Um, which which kind of sucks. And I think the times that they do try to do that, it's not intentional enough and it's very it just falls very flat. 
um, like the one song on this album, Lullaby, by, um, by, that was pretty much predominantly Lil Uzi. I didn't think uh, there was any future verse on that. Uzi was trying to do something a little bit more lyrical, a little bit more story driven. And it, it did kind of paint a story in a picture. But overall, it just felt uh, very uninspired, very soulless, um, as if. And 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 it's just so it just goes to show you how hard it is for these really talented artists um, to do what they do, like a Jay Z or even you know old school Kanye West or Jay Cole or a Kendrick or a Joey Badass or all these people. Like to to come up with lyrics that actually have meaning and substance and have weight behind them is not easy to do. Like even if it's the same words that you're using, the delivery, the cadence, the the flow can be so different, and you can you can tell that there's levels um, to that impact. Like the the same themes and the same things that were being discussed on uh, on lullaby on on this album could be said by Benny the Butcher and it would be so much better because it's just like he's gonna have that passion and that soul. Is disappointed like when a soda overcooked. More money, more problems. Jealous niggas stolen looks. That's why every hundred bands I make my clip throw a foot. So my story to the world. So everything I afford came from me losing my brother and all the pain I absorbed. I'm down soldiers. All the members of the gang got them lost on this road to success. And yes, it came at a cost. So don't confuse what you hear. I put these shoes in my ear. Cause I wore the same pair, kicks to school for a year. Nigga, I traded all to get my niggas back. How real is that? Cause fuck it. We gon' grind like, together. Like this isn't you. Like this is not what you do. Um and it's like I, I would like to give him credit for that of like going outside the box for it, but it's like you have to really do it intentionally. And I, I that the intention just isn't there for me. It doesn't come off in the way he he delivered the song. Um, and then, you know, they had a few other songs on here that were uh, that were kind of good with their their um, production and everything. And I, I, you know, enjoyed listening to them. Real Baby Pluto was a, an interesting one. Um, That's It was um, a, a pretty decent one. Uh, Marnie on Me was uh, was was OK. But it's like overall, it's just, you know, 17 songs, 18 songs of the exact same thing, pretty much uh, with slight variations between. Um, and I was I was talking to Alex about this before we started and i was saying like i'm we're, we're we both were agreeing that we're starting to kind of get tired of trash music like especially now that we do the podcast every single week and we're listening to music intentionally every single week like you really get tired of this old stuff really quickly and i understand why you know michelin three-star chefs and and people who, who do that type of stuff they they can't eat it like a mcdonald's or a chick-fil-a because it's just like you know there's something there's something so much better out there and you know they could be doing more, but they're not. So it's it, it gets kind of frustrating to listen to. And it's like, am I just gonna keep streaming the same trash? Like, no, I'm gonna seek out <laughs> good artists that should be uh, acknowledged and should get their um uh, should get their their dues a little bit. It's perfect example. Benny but Benny the Butcher released a single um last night as well with French Montana. The French Montana verse was awful, but the song overall was was pretty good. The Benny the Butcher verse was pretty good. And it's like. That's what I should have been listening to rather than the, uh, these two projects. But overall, the, the album was it, it was it felt pretty flat. It was meh. Uh, I mean, it's maybe something I'll listen to when I need some mindless music just to kind of play in the background. Probably when I'm working out, running that type of thing. Give me a little bit of energy, which I guess it's, that's what its purpose is. Like it's not meant to be anything more than that, which is, you know, so fair, fair, fair in that uh, perspective that they, they did what they were trying to do. But overall, if I want to give it kind of two ratings here, like with what it was supposed to be and kind of staying in that box, I'll give it like a six. Um, but overall, just generally as as a body of work that I would, you know, kind of critically look at and review, I'll probably give it like a four. It, it wasn't anything uh, special. I'm not really a big future fan either. So it's like, you know, um, that's 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 that for me. And I I'm not sure. Do you want to add anything to that or do you kind of co-sign? You, you didn't leave much for me to say there, which is good. There wasn't much to start with. <laughs> yeah, these albums sucked. I'm going to talk. I guess I can speak <laughs> about both of them. They were both really bad. I probably listened to 30 minutes of collective music last night and they were just not good. They were vapid. They were everything that Dimitri just said. Vapid it was for just sure. just empty, soulless felt very phoned in um two chains at least felt like he tried but it just wasn't very good music mm -hmm. so it was just yeah. it felt like it was intentional but it was definitely not missed opportunities especially on that brent fias kanye one that should that should have been a banger that should have been a banger like that should have been an amazing one, song one, yeah you can't bring those artists together and miss like it just it just shouldn't happen 
So, so yeah, just I, I was disappointed. I really loved uh, Pretty Girls like like Trap Music or whatever from two or three or four, maybe 2016 now, damn near four years ago now. But I, I was talking to Dimitri last night. Two Chains, I really mm-hmm. like. I think he's a good artist, and I think this was just a complete... <laughs> swing and a miss on what should have been what should have been kind of a fat pitch for him the production was derivative it was just (laughs) it was just really boring it was just that same music that we've been hearing for the past however many years now so i was disappointed i would like to shout out an album that came out last night though uh chris stapleton finally released his album starting over uh, really, really good country artist. I really enjoyed it. I listened to it all the way through. It was 14 tracks, 54 minutes. I probably listened to it all the way through twice or something like that. Really good music. It's just, <laughs> it's one of those things, again, where you can contrast these two projects and tell what kind of soul went into what. And good music is just good music. Like, it's it's not, you can't really avoid it. It might not be for, for some people. Some people's taste is a little bit different, but... Chris dropped a really good album, so I would challenge anybody listening to go and listen to that over the uh, the Pluto X Baby Pluto project and and see what you think. At least give it a try. But a little bit outside of the, I think of the palette of what a lot of the podcast is necessarily about. But I think like we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, we're trying to expand to what we consider good music and not necessarily just stay within a genre at this point. So. Yeah, because our genre that of choice is kind of getting pretty weak as of late. It's getting a little, it's getting a little played out. <laughs> Did you want to talk about? Because um, I, I think, what do you want to rate um, the Two Chains album? By the way, if you want to slap oh, a rating on that real quick, three, four. Okay, yeah, much of what I thought you would say. <laughs> yeah, my bad. I, I, I probably, I, I, I wish I could give it a more like thorough review, but to be honest, I didn't even want to. I, I put in the time to probably listen to about fifteen or twenty minutes of skipping through tracks, but it just wasn't. It, I just didn't feel like it was. Worth it wasn't my time worth the sit down and listen at that point. Yeah, some albums are worth a deep dive, some are not. That was just so kind of empty sounding that I just thought I would move on on to the next one, try the Chris Stapleton album, and I was right. So <laughs> there you go. Good music is good music is good music. Um, out of curiosity, speaking of Benny yeah. the Butcher and speaking of country influence, that song that we're talking about, I believe it was um, Blue Wave or something like that um, that they called it, um, or really Wave cool Blues. Track. Yeah, it also has a little bit of that country influence in it, which I really enjoyed. Did you listen to the Benny the Butcher album all the way through yet, or I did you... make it all the way through, and it was it was really good, <laughs> pretty solid, right? <laughs> that that, w- that was an eight type project. Benny can really spit Griselda. Griselda's been around for a while, and I guess this is really, I guess 2019. Kind of their coming out party a little bit. Yeah, 2019, 2020 is, I think, the first two years that they've really been getting the recognition Mm -hmm. they deserve. The first I heard of them was actually on a Royce to 5'9", who is Mm -hmm. also criminally underrated. Yeah. (laughs) But a Royce to 5'9 project, probably from 2016. I forget what the hell it was called. But that was kind of the first time I've heard of these guys i didn't really know people out of buffalo uh (laughs) even even wrapped (laughs) but griselda can do it so yeah i really but to get back to the benny project i really enjoyed it they're all super talented conway uh west side gun west side gun yeah hitler wears hermes all of those guys and all of their projects (laughs) are great yeah i actually listened to that west side gun album not not the hitler wears hermes one the one before that i believe i'm not i'm not fancy enough for this (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) i'm not fancy enough for this Uh, hitler wears hermes (laughs) i love that uh that's how i'm gonna this that's what I'm gonna call it from now on, Hermes. I don't have um, the uh, I don't have the expendable income to be blowing on thousands. I was about to say, how much is a how much is a, a a Hermes piece? Just like an Hermes piece. Oh my god! Hermes. Now you have me saying it. Um, probably a lot. I'm uncultured as hell. Let me Google this. What you I was about to say, give me the quick Google. Um, but yeah, with that um that Westside Gun album, I I can actually look that up right now, which one it was. But it was it was pretty good. And just overall, I wanted to give Griselda a little bit of a a shout out. I think um they deserve a a little bit more play. I will say who. Made the sunshine is the name of that album. Um, worth worth checking out for sure. Did you did you find the Hermes prices? Bro, I'm looking at the bags right now. The first mm-hmm. page I see three grand, five grand, six. Oh, grand, there you go. Eight grand. There you go. <laughs> the bags are not our bag. The bags are worth a bag, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I gonna say? And then also before we kind of get into the second half of this music segment, did you want to talk about? <laughs> did you want to talk about Meg single that came out or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, it was not your cup of tea i do she she is just not good um 
I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm digging myself into. This <laughs> but she's not good, and it's just there's a there's a lot of artists on on both the uh, the male and female side of the aisle that just are not are not good at what they do, but are very popular. And she falls she falls into that category. It's like what we were talking about with Uzi, though. Like not good, but very popular. So very true. And and it's like we were saying last time, the wrong female artists get all the spin and. Uh, it's just it's not really fair they can to get me. spin but just not so much of it like yeah, that's what I mean. give like, that fame to some other people where's my little sins where my princess no key at like yeah i don't they're know. just it's as like, good if not better no, yeah i don't know it's like no name rhapsody all these actual like artists artists mm, are, no name's a good one out there doing their thing and they're not getting nearly enough recognition and then you've got I, I, it's hard like you said i don't want to like just strictly hate on meg the stallion but it's like i just think the wrong type of artists are getting the recognition that they don't that that i feel like is a little bit undeserving but and you think but, that single was kind of like indicative of that like it wasn't that uh wasn't that great i listened i mean we listened to it at the same time and i had much of the same opinion i think it's a remix and which i was kind of saying to us before i feel like i've heard that song before the young thug verse didn't really add anything i think they kind of chopped man. up the production a little bit and i think the original production was was better from what i remember um but yeah it was just like and eh. when you actually listen to when you when you sit down and listen to meg's verses you're kind of like hmm <laughs> Bro, it's mm. the same thing over mm. and over <laughs> and over again. I will it's die on stale. yeah. I will die on the hill that I don't think Meg Thee Stallion is a very good artist. But no, I will say, and I, I, I what was her most? Re- <laughs> I will die on that hill. Um, her most recent album, Sugar, I believe it was. A yeah. lot of a lot of people didn't like that album. Like uh, even Meg fans will say, like, I listen to it because it's Meg, and you know you want to support you know an artist that you like and enjoy and personality and everything. But a lot of people were not high on that album at all. And I think she has another one coming before the end of 2020. So we're going to see if she can kind of bounce back. But I, I think she has been missing in the eyes of a lot of people recently. So, you know, I, I don't think you're being um yeah, I don't think you're being too harsh. I, I think it's it's fair criticism. Yeah. And like I said, that they, as I said about Uzi, as I said about Two Chains, as I say about Kanye West, pretty much every week that we um uh, end up bringing up Kanye, like they're also like mailing it in, like not giving me enough as of late um so you know it, it is what it is that's, that's what, what i mean man that's why of, you have the fun search for good music yeah <laughs> you know let me a lot of artists are a lot of artists are trash like you're saying like it's not a lot of artists are trash we're gonna have to dive the, back into the yeah. soundcloud streets and see if we can um find some unknown kind of underground people that deserve some more recognition like a yeah. griselda 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah what was i forget what their collective project is called but they had a really good uh collective album that came out last year too with all Can't of them remember uh conway west side gun and uh and benny, benny. but yeah really good album. benjamin and I, and I was gonna say if you're looking for looking for a good one go listen to room 25 i guess by no name and mm. Yeah, give 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 good music a spin. <laughs> give good music a chance, all give right? Give good music a chance. <laughs> all right, awesome. All right, so with that, we'll we'll uh, head on into the next. Not the we're not going to transition quite yet. We have a we have something more to discuss um, on this music segment here. Underrated, overrated. I think oh, this man. is a this is a game we used to play. I think back in the day. Um, we actually, no, we used to do rate the bars. We got to bring that back. Actually, that was pretty fun because there's some trash bars, the bars out there. Back. Um, but we're this is gonna be pretty quick because we're already twenty two minutes in. Oh my god! <laughs> um, hey, we're doing and we're good. gonna we are doing pretty good. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna go through some artists real quick, and it's funny because right at the top I have a, a two change, which is kind of funny. And you're gonna give me quick or we'll we'll go back and forth. We'll do overrated, underrated, um, on a given artist, and we'll we'll kind of say a quick piece on them, um, and then move on to the next one. And this is, I guess, this could be the precursor to when we actually do some artist breakdown episodes where we kind of tackle yeah. like the people like a Rick Ross, like Kendrick and J. Cole and go back through their catalogs and really say like why um, they're they're actually pretty good. I can't wait for that. We have to do a Joey at Badass episode, actually, because uh, speaking of underrated, I was going to say <laughs> criminal, criminally underrated. Yeah. Go go back. Listen to that summer nights that uh, before the money. Come on now. Um, anyway, he, real quick pause. Did he write summer pause. nights when he was 17? Is that I think so. Yeah, I believe so. He wrote it when he was like super young. 16 17 and it's like lyrically it's it's pretty tight like it, it's pretty good um and the delivery of it is amazing too um when he actually did record it so but the man is the man is supremely talented the band is supremely overrated as well but you know no big deal typical industry games shout out chica um <laughs> nice plug you like that um 
You like that? Who was that? Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All right. Overpaid and overrated. <laughs> Speaking of overpaid and overrated, he played for Washington, didn't he? Like he a few did. years ago. Yeah, That's your man? Just as bad for the Washington football team. The, the Washington football team. I love that they're not uh, the old name <laughs> no, anymore. The no name, the no name. That's what they deserve. Franchise. 100%. <laughs> they're the Washington football club. I kind of wanted them not not to sidebar. I kind of wanted them to actually go with that. Like I kind of like the. Like I think that that's sounded, cooler. Yeah, that sounded like classy to me. I don't know what they're. Somebody would have to grab the football design. organization. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a soccer, like a like exactly. A team, so I kind of you know to go soccer with people that. are so much more cultured. Um, all right, overrated, underrated. What do we got Rick Ross. Oh man, criminally underrated, right? You want to agree with me? I, I will give my. I'll give my. I guess I'll give my short. Uh, my short spiel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Top t- top ten pen of. Uh, Top of, 10 our, pen. of our generation, of our generation. <laughs> let me let me preface that Ross has not missed on an album ever. Um, really consistent artist, large body of work, never really missed. Great tracks, great singles, great album artist. Yeah, Rick Ross is underrated. Not enough people, I think, listen to his music and appreciate it. I'm gonna disagree and say I think he's right where he should be. Um, would I put him in top ten pen? Um, top I like that pen. name. <laughs> uh, he for our generation. I mean, Devlin real, address, real quick, real quick. I got to put Kanye in top ten pen. I got to put. Um, I got to put J Cole in there. I got to put Kendrick in there. I got to put. I mean, who else do I got to put? In? There's not a. There's not a lot of got to puts in there. To be quite <laughs> honest with you, you. Um, I would put if we if we're counting the game in our. Yeah, the game will probably be in there. Okay, yeah, he can make top ten pen. I'll say, um, of our generation. I I will Not say the game he's is our generation. What were you gonna say? The <laughs> I, game I, old. <laughs> the game is kind of old. He's like beginning of our generation, yeah. very very early. Um, yeah, he, he, maybe a little underrated, but I wouldn't say criminally underrated. I think he gets a lot of shine. I guess Ross has never made bad music though, which to me is like if your discography after he, like he's made some songs that are a little like. Eh, like, like uninspired al- though. Oh, one hundred percent. But like out al- from like an album perspective though. No, he's never had a bad album. I'll say yeah. that. Which is which is not easy to do. <laughs> In this day and age, we've seen a lot of bad albums. Say, unfortunately, we just, we just talked about two of them. <laughs> exactly, so. back to back. Um, Gucci Mane. Oh, this is uh, this is my turn. So I'll start. Um, I'll say underrated. Um, overall, oh. I think Gucci Mane has had a really big influence on this generation. So I think just off the strength of that, he's a little bit underrated because he really is a pioneer. Whether you like his music nowadays or not, and I'm not really a big Gucci Mane fan, like all these people are his sons, low key. Like Could I'll just say that. More. Yeah. yeah. Everybody coming out of Atlanta needs to thank uh, Gucci a little bit. So that was easy. Could not. Um, oh, I already know what you're gonna say for this one. I'll let you start off. Wale. Oh my God. <laughs> Critically. Alex all of a sudden just gets on a soapbox for like two hours. Like Wale is the <laughs> yeah. What do I have to say about Wale? I mean, Wale he's underrated. Just, I agree with I agree with that. Wale is very underrated. And if you have not listened to Wow, that's crazy. I guess his most recent full length, which came out in 2019, go mm-hmm. listen. Really good lyricist. Really interesting production in an era where a lot of music, like we're talking about, is it's recycled. Bland. Yeah, Wale brings that DC go go flair that I really that I just think. I don't know. You, you the world know, needs. Yeah, you know a Wale song when you hear a Wale song. So his flow, his delivery, his pocket's really good. I think Wale is very underrated. I don't think he gets enough play for how good he is. Okay, agreed. Moneybag Yo. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If okay, <laughs> I think oh, he's a. Lo- I, I think he's right where it needs to be. To be quite about, honest. Yeah, for we were talking about that like mindless music that you can kind of just listen to. I feel like Moneybag Yo is on the top. Mm-hmm. of like i agree with you he's like he's like that plus yes yeah like like if i'm working out or running i will take any money yet bag yo project over the future or the uzi project mm-hmm. like i don't know if we're talking and pure energy music i think, I he think wins. It's, it's it's his voice and delivery i think supersedes like uh an uzi or or you know a, a ton of these other artists that are kind of made in tokyo like those type of people um, I think it's it's really interesting the way he kind of delivers his verses and just like his overall voice. It's kind of different, so I think it makes it um, a little interesting because he's saying the same things everyone else is saying pretty much. Yeah. Um, but he kind of de- he kind of brings it to you in a different way. So I'll, I'll say he's he's right where he should be, but he's he's not terrible. It's that Memphis three six mafia juicy J type flow and influence. Mm, I, I mm. always think those. I Memphis agree with that. Are super different, but I, I I completely agree with that. Um, when you said juicy J, it all kind of come together. Um, Childish Gambino. 
I might say overrated, which might be blasphemous at this point. Interesting. I, interesting take. Why? I, I don't know. I love he got, he got I, very I, popular in the last few years like of his yeah. career. I think I just don't think he makes music that is nearly as good as people hype him up to be. I love because the internet. I believe it's because because of the internet or because of the internet. Um, mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed that album. Um, then there was the other one with the, like the blue cover. What did you think of that oh, one? Oh my god, oh, I don't know why I can't remember what that's called. I didn't. I can't. Mind. I cannot remember the name of that. But I did not I, mind R and B. I remember it being okay. Movie, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Red Red Redbone was huge. It was a yeah, it was a course. good. It was a good album. I thought it was like an eight out of ten, like type album. I really, yeah, liked pretty, it. pretty solid. Awaken my love, by the Awaken way. Awaken my love, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I, he, I think he gets treated like a ten out of ten or a twelve mm-hmm. out of ten artist sometimes. He gets treated like a top ten pen, yeah. and and to, <laughs> and he might be. I don't know, but speaking he's of close. Dino, he released kind of this weird three fifteen twenty project, like not that long ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't, just I dropped, didn't hear that. Yeah, it dropped something random, and it basically came and went with no, no fanfare, <laughs> absolutely zero. So yeah, I'm gonna say Gambino's a little bit overrated. I want him to release another rap project, though. I don't want him mm-hmm. to do. You don't want him to to close the book on rapping just yet? No, his R and B is good, but I would rather him do a. Uh, I'd rather him do a hip hop project. Just, just for like personal, might be for sentimental purposes, honestly, because his his stuff with Chance, favorite song, and even some stuff off of uh, because the internet. I just, I don't know, huge part of my childhood. So I wanted to bring that back. That's a good one. Um, I think I'll agree. He's a little overrated, I'll say, just, just a just a smidge overrated, but more or less, I think he kind of gets the the respect the respect he deserves because he is very talented, honestly. Um, he's a lot better than a, a lot of the people out there. And speaking of supremely talented and um, a little bit underrated, I think this guy's a lot underrated. JID. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know how I feel about you. I've been pounding the JID I, exactly. for damn near three since we started the podcast. <laughs> since you, yeah, exactly. Since we started the podcast, I saw JID. I think at this tiny little place in Philly called the Foundry, right mm-hmm. after he released the Never Story, which. God, 2017, 2018, Great sometime years. in there. I was gonna say throwback, throwback to the no Rona years, but there was probably a hundred, probably a hundred people in that room. He was doing tricks with Earth Gang, Loot, Chaz French, who is Loot, yeah, who's a. I think Chaz French is a DMV artist. So it was, and it's just one of those. He's one of those artists that he's like a mini, a mini Kendrick. But I don't even like putting him in that box anymore because I think he's grown out of. He's that. grown out of it. That's Kendrick. that's evolution right there in the past yeah. few years. Because a lot of people, that was a criticism of him. Like, oh, he just sounds like X. Yes, but I don't think there's very many people that can that can rap with with Jid. Like, I really don't. I think very very few actually. Like the Coles and the Kendricks of the world are pr- probably the only people that are on on pace and on bar with an artist like him. DiCaprio too was an incredible project. Jid's very underrated. Another example of really good music doesn't necessarily that gets the spin from from hip hop fans, but not necessarily outside of that circle. I remember that song off DiCaprio too, "Working Out." Oh, so catchy, crazy. <laughs> I've been working out. All right, but um, <laughs> Pusha T. Another criminally, un- he's I believe also very underrated. Also, could be a top ten pen of he our. He probably is. Honestly, he probably is. He doesn't get treated like it whatsoever. Um, I don't know. I I think he was very. He came on strong. I think in the first half of our generation, if we want to say maybe like twenty two thousand nine to like now. Yeah. But I feel like he kind of fell off a little bit in terms of being prolific. Obviously, he had the whole um beef with Drake that he like destroyed Drake in, which was you know a, a career highlight. Um, I will say put that on his uh, his House of Highlights film. But other than that, I'm kind of like eh, push the eh, he's there. Um, because oh, the last album he came out with was Daytona. I like the artists that are selective with their releases, though, as long as their releases are like 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 releases. Daytona like, was that level, too. Yeah, so. and if he doesn't pull the party next door BS where he waits four years and then releases a mediocre album, like, I'm okay if they're selective and kind of go quality over quantity. I think Push does that, so I don't okay. really knock him for, I guess, lack of lack of content. Okay, so you we're saying underrated for Push. Underrated, for sure. All right, now we're going to go through a few more artists. Um <laughs> oh let's let's see let's see how we go here drake over overrated overrated yeah i miss take care drake i miss uh if you're reading this drake i don't know new drake new drake very overrated nothing old, was the same nothing was the same yeah old 
old drake properly rated um okay rapper good singer or not i should say okay singer okay um, everything really yeah <laughs> took, took 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 the kanye mantle and made commercial music so mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with that um but i would say overrated as well um He's starting to come back to earth a little bit, I think. In these past few years, like people are kind of like, eh, like, remember when we, like, maybe 20, 2015 to like, no, no, I'll say, I'll say before that, maybe 2013 to like 2017, people were very sold on the fact that he's like, he's at the top. Like, he the is one. the king right now. Yeah, he is the one. But I think in the past few years, like, I don't think no one, I don't think anyone really has the throne right now, if I had to say. It's kind of just know. like empty on some yeah. Game of Thrones type stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's like, had- yeah. yeah, Drake had a Fetty Wap type run, but instead of one year, it was like five. It was or like six seven. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, it, it was a it was a meteoric, like very high high um, on that run though. But I think people are like when when he drops, everyone's like, oh my god, it's a Drake album. But it's like I think slowly but surely it's starting to get eroded a little bit. Um, cause he, he, I don't know. He hasn't really. I mean, he dropped Scorpion, but Scorpion was like, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the baby, overrated. Another, another. I completely ar- agree. Another came artist. started out very hot, started out very hot as you attested to a few years ago, but starting to get man, <laughs> starting to get a little bit a uh, little bit too too big for my um for my liking to be honest. And not that I don't like commercial people, but I think he's, I don't know, he starts to he, he's phoning it in a little bit. Um, and he has he's not he hasn't really changed since 2017, 2018 whatsoever. So no, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, NBA young boy another I, i'm gonna be honest criminally overrated i don't know why people like him i have not listened to a full nba young boy track i don't think ever <laughs> so i don't even know if i'm in the position to write this i've only made it through like half half a song i think i and just like i just don't see why he got so popular like i i could find artists off the street who are just as good as him to be honest i just never understood all the the hype to be honest yeah bro his cadence and flow is just really terrible gorgeous. so yeah He's like terrible, nasty meat, <laughs> meat bad music, and this is what happens. Meat bad music. Um, okay, last one. Trippy Red. You know how I feel about this. How do you feel about this? <laughs> he's hor- He's another just like really he's bad. Awful. Artist. <laughs> yeah. I, Ma- okay. Meg. Meg is better than Trippy Red. I will say that. But that that's the that's the achievement that you're gonna give her. Meg. Oh man. Yeah, that sounds bad. But Meg is better than Trippy Red. Trippy Red is not good. Is Meg Can't- better than NBA YoungBoy? Yes. Is Meg better than the baby? I think they're on the same level. I think they're on the same tier. Okay, yeah. people are probably gonna be okay with that. I think they're on the same tier. Uh, I think you reeled it back in just enough. I didn't, <laughs> reel, I didn't reel it back in. That was hey, you you didn't reel it back in. Honest take. Honest take. Is no, Meg no. better than? Oh boy, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get me in dangerous water. Depending on who is you it say. Meg better than anyone in Dreamville? No, <laughs> not close. And it's a wash. Oh, not could not like drink from the same cup. Okay. Do you disagree? All right. So that has been the first half of the transition <laughs> episode thirty five. There we go. We're gonna go ahead and transition to the second half here. We're gonna talk about <laughs> some socially relevant stuff. Actually, we're not even gonna talk about the stuff that's socially relevant. We're kind of just gonna tackle two um, random Yo, topics this week. Me, you're leaving me hanging a little bit. Uh, we're we're gonna leave that till next week. We're we're gonna get we're gonna get back to that eventually. No, nah, but she's not. No, she just lyrically, just plain lyrically, she can't rap. Because I'm thinking, who's like the worst in Dreamville? Boz. <laughs> no like yo boz is fire <laughs> and boz is fire exactly so i'm like it's the worst of a great bunch you know maybe, i was gonna say maybe omen but omen could still omen's like... kind of tough though like i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say because i was gonna say boz omen or loot i love loot so i don't think it's him I mean, and cause can really rap too like, yeah can cause can really rap yeah i don't i don't i don't all, think she's i don't think she's out rapping any all of those them, to guys be honest. can really rap though ari is would, ari would wash her you think so Oh my God, Ari Lennox! I don't know her rapping ability like that. I know her for singing, but I don't know her. Oh, her I don't know her bars for my sure. Bad, for, my bad. For sure. I, I I thought we were talking about singing versus Meg. Oh, like, like just like sing on. versus rap. Like, can like, anybody really hold a candle to her right now, though? Yeah, like I I no. Exactly. Like if you'll be on the same tier, which there's no one better. I I don't think currently. Yeah. Um, I'll give you one more, and then we'll transition. Is Meg better than? Oh my god! I just had the artist right at the tip of my tongue. Is Meg better than Lil Uzi? Oh man, um, it's a tough one. I don't know because I, I, 
I prefer Lil Uzi's music. Do I think he's objectively better? Probably not. Would I rather listen to a Lil Uzi Vert uh, track? Song? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, like Fair do enough. I th- do I think Money Longer is probably better than any Meg Thee Stallion song? Probably. But really, just, those those early little Uzi projects were not terrible. I will say that. Yeah, like um, seven a.m. Uzi versus the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love is rage. Love is rage. One and two weren't bad. That's what um, I mean. Like, I'm I just, remember he had a few EPs in there, um, or, or a few. Um, um, uh, what am I trying to think? Mixtapes. Yeah, and he he made music that was it was weird because it was like emo boy trap X all at the, kinds at its, of stuff. At, at its time, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was, it was, it was so different. It's become like such a, a trend now, though, that everyone wants to be like the rock star, like sad boy type of like. But he helped start that trend. He was before his time. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, that. Are, are we gonna do a little Uzi breakdown at some we point? You we know, might have to. Now that I'm saying this, though, definitely better than Meg. <laughs> yeah. Well, Meg, ha- Meg has also started a movement, though, in did, her own way. Did Nicki Minaj start that movement, though? Did Lil' Kim start that movement, though? Yes. Did yes. Missy Elliott start that movement, though? Shout out Missy Elliott. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If we really want to get on that. Um, yeah. she's. Just, I think Meg has kind of taken the, uh, the torch and ran with it, though, so I'll give her perspective for that. But she, she was more of an evolution, not a revolution. Um, if I had to say, oh, you like that? That was, that was a bar. There we that's, go. That's, yo, that's better than any Meg bar that's ever. Been <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we're transitioning. Um, so we're just gonna talk about two evolution, random topics. Not a revolution. Jeez. Yeah, she was though. She she definitely was. Um, or is because obviously she's still going. Um, so we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> Are you good over there? No, I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not. <laughs> What were you going to say? No, not for the podcast. <laughs> not for the podcast? Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. You're terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, my God. I can't read. So, what we're going to talk about on the second half of the podcast, usually we do some socially relevant kind of topics or headlines, um, but I don't really want to touch on any headlines right now. I feel like we did a lot of that last week. So, we're going to just talk about some stuff from, oh, my goodness. Alex is, like, about to die over there. We're just going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about us our, ourselves a little bit, talk about some interesting experiences, give you guys a little eye into uh, some more about us, the uh, the wonderful hosts of the Transition Podcast. And we're going to kind of do some – well, we're going to do that for the first one. Then we're going to do a kind of an interesting what-if scenario and do a little discussion based off that. So, the, um, the kind of topic or – a theme we wanted to use for this episode because every once in a while Alex and I will just sit down and brainstorm a bunch of uh, random topics that we can do for the second half. Obviously, the music kind of just writes itself because music comes out, we talk about it. Um, but the second half, sometimes we can get a little bit more experimental on. So we're talking about trials by fire or the concept of a trial by fire and how that kind of uh, helps growth and evolution. How how funny that we talk about that now after what I just said about Meg. Um, evolution as a person. And it was interesting. So Alex and I were both trying to think of trials by fire that we've been through and kind of how we come out the other side of it um, and whether it was, a, it was a good experience or a bad experience. And I think of – and the one thing I want to think uh, – the one thing I think I want to point to is um, relationships I think sometimes are a trial by fire. Not necessarily just romantic ones but just friendships, uh, familiar relationships or you know romantic ones. It's kind of you get into some really interesting situations sometimes that you wouldn't think that you would get into with a loved one um, in terms of like, how do I handle, you know, someone that I care about continuously doing things that I know are wrong or doing things that I know are bad? And how do I kind of correct them on that path? That's something I think about. Um how do you deal with? Oh my goodness! Did you just bang your knee <laughs> for a second there? <laughs> I know I'm, you're in pain. I'm, I'm, I'm holding it together right now. I was about to say a tear <laughs> streaming down your face. If you want to mute yourself and scream, feel feel free. Um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting trial by fire. Um, how do you deal with someone who's continuously hurting you? That's a, a a trial by fire. Someone in terms of the relationship sense. And I think if I just had to kind of. I don't know, I guess put a bow on it overall because obviously we don't want to go too long on this. But I think those type of relationship trials by fire, quote unquote, I I definitely think I've been made better from stuff like that. Like um, having those negative experiences and and kind of learning how to navigate them, learning how to tell people no, learning how to let people down somewhat and and kind of uh, let down their expectations gently, ideally, Um, deliver bad news. I'm terrible at delivering bad news. but um, hard. Yeah, especially with someone that I know and care about. It's like, oh, man, I do not want to do this. I'll beat around the bush for days if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I usually think in terms of 
just trial by trials by fire as a um a, a collective i think i usually come out better on the other side usually it's a, a little bit kind of like sad and brooding like oh man i'm, I'm kind of sad that happened but you get some interesting lessons by going through hard times um as so many rappers and artists kind of talk about um and even if you're not you know eating out of a a, a campbell soup can on you know 69th street you're you you have other experiences that are, are negative and they kind of mold you and shape your um your character so overall um trials by fire i think are a, a good thing the relationship ones are kind of tough to deal with but um you know they they, they build you build character put some hair on your chest yeah they still, <laughs> they, they, they sting a little bit they do sting uh do you have any examples that you want to kind of point to or I think I'm how talk, do you feel about them overall i was gonna say i think i'm gonna talk generally um i, I don't even think I don't even think that they're that they are optionally positive, if that makes sense. Like I mm. really do think that the only way that you can really get better is through going through trials by fire. Like I almost I agree. Think, I almost think that's binary. Growing pains. Yeah, like I almost think that's just a bite like it's zero sum game a little mm. bit. Like I think there's no real light without dark, which is cliche as hell, but I think it's, it's true, very though. true. You kinda have to know the other side before you can see kind of the better side yes yeah, so you can kind of understand the benefits of each particularly and whether it, be it can't be sunshine without the rain all that good stuff not be sunshine without the rain <laughs> and uh who was i gonna shout out carl jung actually who's a really carl interesting, young yeah we're gonna who's a really interesting uh psychologist uh i guess a follower of freud but has some really interesting things to say about as far as sigmund freud i imagine interact yes 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 yes, okay. yes as in try yeah, trying to trying to integrate your own shadow and understand your own flaws and understand how your darkness and how the mistakes that you make can really uh, lead to you being the person that you want to be and lead you to be kind of hit your maximum potential, if that makes sense. I think I think you really and it's hard because it's really outside of a human's comfort zone. I think to embrace mm -hmm. being uncomfortable. All the best things are outside the comfort yeah. zone. And to embrace kind of walking into those situations that don't necessarily, that don't necessarily feel make good, you feel safe, yeah, or okay. But that's kind of the only way to to break down to break down that barrier and kind of get through what the status quo is. And we talk about this a lot of time. A lot of people, I do think, live lives of just the status quo. They do their sleep at the wheel. Yeah, they do their thing. They die, and I don't know what the hell happens next. But I'm not gonna be. I'm not going to be caught napping if nothing happens next. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be caught napping. No, I agree. I, it I could, yeah, because if 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 it is nothing, and I don't know, I'm not I'm not a theologian. I don't know what the hell is going to happen after kind of kind of kind of my body is <laughs> is laid to rest. <laughs> but yeah. but but if nothing happens, I'm like I better have lived as to as, the fullest. Yeah, as good of a life and as interesting of a life and as an, as not status quo of a life, if that is a word, as I can. So so trying to break down those barriers and trying to embrace that fire and understand that you kind of need to need to at least interact and intermingle that within your life in order to kind of find your true potentiality, I think is, is how potentiality. Is that a word? That's, don't know if that's an adverb, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> we're just going to go with that. Okay. Bro, you no, know, I, I'm I not agree. an English major. I Fair enough. You used to be a, used to be a part of the uh, hey, the newspaper though. Hey, yeah, I, my my articles were copy edited like hell. They were on that was, yeah. I don't know. Shannon Shannon taught me well, but my AP style guide is a little bit a little bit out of date. The AP style guide. Oh my god. Okay. Um. No, what do you I think about I that though. No, I definitely agree. I I completely agree. Um. But with the question I was gonna post to you to end, and then we'll t we'll talk about our last topic. What do you think are the top, say, two or three things that you learned through bad experiences, you know, maybe in the past like five, six Jeez. years or so? Um, I have some general. I'll start off because obviously that's a big question. So I'll, I'll let you. That's think heavy. <laughs> I'll think and I think you're going to agree with me on maybe one or two of these because mine are very general. Um, you can't put your expectations on someone else. That's a big one. Oh my um, god! That's a that's a that's a massive one. Honestly, that might be everything that you need to know, right? I'm there. gonna double down on that, but but explain what you mean. Um, it's you know, and I was reading this in a book actually. It's actually a really good book. I have it next to my desk. If I can lean over and and look at what it's called real quick. Quick pause. Um, a bridge to or the bridge to change. Um, I think is the second book in this series, but he made a first one. His name is Jonathan Freejus. I actually know this guy who who made this book. Um, really and cool. he has a 
yeah, it, he has a collection of these that are kind of based around mentorship and self-development and stuff like that. And that was one of his really big kind of precepts or concepts that you can't put your expectations on someone else. At least let them know, at least kind of put it out there, at least uh, have that communication. But you can't expect that uh, to, for someone to act the way you want them to or, or do the things you would like them to. People are just who they are, uh, more or less, and you can't control their actions. And that's a big one. Um, it, it helps take a away a lot of the uh, anger and, you know, kind of a contempt that you might hold for some people for not acting in the way that you thought they should. Um, so that's a big one, I think. Um, secondarily to that, um, everyone has to, to go along with that. Everyone has the right to live their life the way they see fit. You kind of shouldn't put your, uh, your judgments on them. So expectations and judgments, I think don't put that on anyone else. Um, and then I think, think third, uh, reflection is uh, a really important um, just to kind of sit back and take stock a lot of times and um, sometimes you might have to do that alone sometimes you might have to do that um, in a group but it, I think it's important to do just overall so those are those will be my three that I think I've learned as a, a trial by fire kind of uh, a concept and I think that last one came from um, I, I think that came from some isolation I think especially with my my early like I remember like middle school to elementary school I had like a ton of friends because I we all grew up in the same neighborhood for like the past like however many years then I came up here to the burbs and it was kind of like a, a reintegration but then I left with obviously like a ton of friends again and then I went to college and I was just looking around like um that uh that that pulp fiction meme of the guy just like just turned from side to side, like just really confused. Um, and that first year, you had to, I had to kind of be a lot more um, insular, kind of get my get my priorities in line, know what I wanted to do, um, and go from there. And you know, at the end, uh, it it worked out pretty well. So those are my three. I'm gonna double down on on point number one. Mm. Um, I think expectations, I think expectations, and control. I think is really is really important, like you said, because I think a lot of people's happiness is whether that's good or not derivative from uh, derivative from other people and how their actions end up influencing your life. And I think exactly like you said, understanding that you or that at least I am in control of what I am controlling of and people are people are able to do what they want, regardless of whether I think that's right or whether I think that's best for them or whether I think that's best for me. Correct. Uh, and on. Yeah, understand your your happiness is in is in your own hands and don't let other people's actions kind of influence influence your own personal happiness. You're 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 in control of your life and if you personally screw up, I completely understand, but if if it's somebody else Yeah, if somebody else's actions end up really really impacting you in a significant way, I think you just have to remember like you said, you're in control of what you're in control of and everything else is just extracurricular factors that that really are at the whims of, of the universe at that point. We don't so, mess with the extra. We don't mess with the extracurriculars around here. We do not mess <laughs> with the extracurriculars. Sounds like a bar from a song. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what's your other ones? Or is that just your main one? I think. I, I think if I could, yeah, if I could kind of condense one down into that, I think that's been the most important because me personally, at least, have been incredibly reliant on people in order to find happiness probably for the majority of my life and understanding yeah. that that is not really the source of where i should be especially now that is not it as the kids that is say not it. yeah because your life is too your life is too attached to other people people are people are transient people are fragile people are bound to let you down over and over <laughs> bound and over. to let you down honestly Again. though yeah, yeah. So you can't really can't put your faith in the in uh, in man. Well, yeah. Well, you can't attach your anchor to something that's going to sink nine times out of ten. So understanding that and understanding <laughs> kind of how to find happiness in the right places and that you really need to be your own source, I think, has been probably the most the most important thing for me. But I like we got to start doing segments like this more often. Alex is <laughs> blessing us with some knowledge right now. Okay, I, I completely agree. Um, hopefully you guys picked up those gems. Those are two good ones. Um, and then last topic, this is just a quick hypothetical that we thought would be fun to end it on because we've been ending on some uh, somber notes as of late. Dude, it's been depressing. It's been very depressing. <laughs> it's like, you know, police shooting, um, election, Donald Trump, like just all just, uh, just, just like, terrible things. Like you said, though, all important, but I think there does all have very to important. Be, there does have important. to be releases in life. And I think music pause. is really, really <laughs> pause. I think music is really good and it is an exemplar of this, though, that mm -hmm. you can kind of escape from from reality a little bit and talk about and just talk about other things that are also wop, important. drop during the pandemic wop, <laughs> you know wop, mid corona they dropped the that 
You know, you got to have some some uh, some fun times. If you know, WAP is just uh, it's so eloquent. Just teaches me so much about life. Um, <laughs> with the wet ass gushy, as they say. Um, so <laughs> the last <laughs> Alex is about to throw up in his mouth. Um, but uh, with the last topic we want to discuss. A little, little bit of a, a hypothetical, and I think this is an interesting one to post to you guys as well, the listeners, that is, of what would you do if today, your, your, oh, today's a Friday. Let's say Monday morning, you, you stroll into the Zoom, um, you, get on the, you get on the phone call, and your boss is like, Alex, you just have not been putting out like I need you to put out. You haven't been, um, pause, big pause on that. <laughs> you better slang that, that thing if you want to keep your job, my friend. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, let's say you haven't been putting up the the level of work that you should be, um, and you're you're fired. You get let go. I'm not getting any better with my uh, with, with what I'm trying to say here. But you get let go. You get fired. Let's say. Um, what would you do? What would be your next move? And how would you kind of go forward with like the next year of your life? Because I think we're so attached. Speaking of things we're attached to, jobs is one of them. Um, just clinging to them for financial safety and security. Um, and if you lost that, if you lost that rock, that stability that you had. Um, what would you do with that? Or what would you do about that? That's another really hard question. Um, and you have to answer in the next five minutes. Five minutes? No problem. I would I would travel. I think one of the things that... Now? <laughs> probably not now. Can we... Can okay, we, let's say we, no corona, no can corona. We, can we work under the assumption there's no pandemic? Yeah, no corona. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work in a vacuum a little bit. I would I would try to travel. I would definitely attempt to at least experience as many as many cultures, people, and just places as I think I probably could. Cause like we were talking about earlier, this whole like life thing is <laughs> it, it could, it could get sniffed out really at any time and you don't really yeah. know Say what's going to happen. Yeah. And like, and like we were talking about, you again, meet officer Ron on the wrong street corner and that's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and like I said earlier, I really don't know what the hell is going to happen after <laughs> a- afterwards. So Agreed. I could, yeah, I could have I could have three more years, I could have one more year, or I could have sixty more years. So I'm I think I think we often plan for the future a little bit too much. And I think that's super driven into our into kind of our fabric though. Oh plan, absolutely. Plan, plan for retirement, plan for when you're ninety, plan for when you're seventy, plan for when you're eighty. But what the hell happens if you don't get there and you've just spent all this time planning for the future and you haven't really done anything you get hit the, by a bus. In the now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think that is what I would do. I would try to I would try to meet people, and I would I would just experience the world. <laughs> I, I, think I agree. We're often stuck in our in our bubble of reality, and it's much bigger than that. And there's a lot of things out there, especially like just nature and experiencing like different parts of the planet that I want that I want to do before before. Yeah, uh, gotta get out of Maryland a little bit. Rockville is only so big. Man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. The world. Yeah, to to think that there's kind of like so much more out there and we've only experienced this like tiny slice of or sliver of the continental United States cultures are different how people approach things are different it, it yeah. just yeah the US the US is is great in many ways don't get me wrong but there's also a lot of stuff i think to be learned from many other places and i want to i want to experience that so if if given that opportunity and given the necessary funds i would try to <laughs> i would try to travel i think and experience culture people different environments i i don't know try to try to live in the present a little bit more than than i think i have been but how about you i agree i think if i was putting under the same circumstances i'll probably take the travel aspect as well and I think I would also probably take a deep dive into passions. Like uh, for one, photography, I, I love to do. I would maybe try to turn that into maybe like a full-time thing. Just just doing that because obviously that's something that could spur me to travel a lot and um, take me all over the world. So I think I would maybe try to put an attempt into that, which would be you know pretty interesting. Um, but I agree, much of the same. I think I would take, uh, take stock a little bit, see what my next move is going to be, um, and just try to experience more things than I have. And I think travel is a, a great one. I think maybe in the next few years, post-Rona, of course, um, which is good because obviously that gives me some time to get the, the financial means in order to be able to, to take some good trips. I think I do want to do that. Maybe maybe a trip to, I don't know, it's like some, just just maybe even historical places like an Egypt. <laughs> like right? see that before I go or, um, you know, see the the Leaning Tower of Pisa, go to go to Rome, go to all these um crazy go to stonehenge go all these all these crazy like um you know just sites and and places to see because it's uh i don't know once you 
this is what people always say or, or you know older people have always said you know travel when you're young because when you get older like your life sucks they don't say it in so certain terms but like that's what they mean like you, you get kids like you have things that you need to do uh we need to do an episode on children <laughs> and how we feel about that um because that's also another a big life event that i don't think i i'm not sure if i want to have kids to be quite honest with you that's um i feel like my life would just go down the drain we, but, could, we, we could have an episode on that we have to talk about that we we could just do an episode on life decisions major life choices i would say um overrated or underrated <laughs> kids are overrated um but yeah they they always tell you to to travel you know when you're young because once you get older you know, you're gonna have all these responsibilities and they're not lying it's true i feel it coming on already and i'm only 23 um so maybe it, i don't know but hopefully i wouldn't get pigeonholed to that uh that ground i want to always kind of be evolving towards that greater like experience or that that next um that that next thing if i can um, even into like 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. Especially when I get older, I'm definitely gonna be traveling when I go to. Once I cash in that 401k for like two mil, and I got my own savings and what's not. Oh, I'm I'm a jet setter. I'm gonna be like a, a little Uzi out here. Have my own private <laughs> my own private jet or something. Um, but yeah, so I, I I agree. Travel, experience the world, live life, and not be uh, chained to the computer for eight hours each day, Monday through Friday. <sighs> yeah. No. That's the thing. I don't know how <laughs> we're gonna make it through this life, man. We're we're too woke for um for what's going on right now. Yeah, I I don't want to sound uh, yeah I don't want to sound like I guess preachy with any of this stuff either. But it is like, it, it's 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 difficult to imagine how you can really have a tangible impact sitting in front of of Zoom for eight or nine hours and doing this. You how am I really, gonna change you, the world? How am I gonna light the world on fire from behind my um my no laptop? I don't even know if I want to light the world on fire, but I want to at least light small, small slivers of of the world on fire, or at least at I'll least have. A, in, I'll, I'll take a, a country or two. Yeah, not even that, but just like have impact within mother be my community, my friend group, all that kind of stuff. And it is it is hard when you're given you're giving your life to to these corporations. It it is difficult. But I think there's ways to do it. We had a great talk with with somebody at work today who actually does a lot of incredible stuff outside outside of his job and has a real tangible impact on the city of Chicago. Oh. So, but it is tough to do that to balance a yeah. nine to five and do, and it takes a very special person to be able to do that. And I do not know if that's within my wheelhouse to be full time as oh, well wow. as running multiple businesses. So it's tough. It's tough, but it's I, I guess in a way it's kind of fulfilling. I mean, you hear all these these stories of like, um, oh yeah, the creator. I actually listened to a great podcast by the way, um, How I Built This by Guy Raz. Yes. amazing amazing podcast you hear about you know obviously just like his name suggests how people built companies corporations movements whatever i was listening to the one of the person who built dropbox and he was just talking Absolutely. about you know and that's usually how it goes like they're moonlighting on whatever company or thing that they want to start and then they're doing their nine to five in the morning um and it kind of sucks that you kind of have to do that and you can't go full into something if you don't have you know like you know vc money or just random capital saved up but I don't know. I, as in some ways, I think that's almost the only way to kind of get to that greater level somewhat, like because it's you, just from a time perspective and what you have capacity wise, like if that time's taken up, it has to come from somewhere. You know, you have to pull it from somewhere and hopefully you, you're able to make the, the switch earlier on in life and, and go to whatever you want to be doing rather than what you have to. But if you don't, you get caught in the rat race running on that hamster wheel, which is kind of a scary life. You get caught spinning, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's all we got for this one. Yeah, not not to be depressing on the ending, but Dang, we we just can't get away from the depressing endings. Um, I I think overall there was a, a pretty uplifting segment. If you guys don't want the sadness, go back and listen to seven minutes uh, from before this where we were talking about uh, a lot more positive. No, I was gonna say though, and just to kind of finish, like you said, there's always ways to I think pursue your passion even outside of the hamster wheel, and it's ensuring that you can still pursue those and don't just kind of fold and start job work sleep wake up breakfast same thing over and over and that over just beats again. your head in honestly yeah. like that's what does your mind in honestly yeah and um, it takes it takes it takes i guess segmentation might not be the word but uh uh, what do you call it? Compartmentalization. And there you go. To, thank you. English English major kicking in again. <laughs> it takes understanding your life and how to really break it down into chunks and looking at it like that and really being able to allocate your time well. But it's possible. It's just a matter of People taking do it. control. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and that's 
we might have to say this topic for another day because it's a, another in-depth one. But it's also, if I had to say another life thing, be careful of what you're allotting time to. Time is very precious. I think we've talked about over and over on some of these segments in the past. Because it's like you don't, you don't get that back. All this, you know, all the attention and energy you pay towards people and things that don't matter. Like think about what you could be doing with that and putting that towards. Like you'd be doing something so much more positive. Um, I think we have to kind of realize our own power and ability a little bit more of like, that four hours a day that I wasted on, you know, whatever that I shouldn't have been wasting on, I could have, I could have done something amazing with that. And multiply that by, you know, seven days in a week, four, four wow. weeks in a month, 12 months in a year, exit and keep on going. That's, that's a movement that you've just built. You just built a company, <laughs> you know, you just did something crazy. You just learned a new language. Um, so yeah, be careful with your time too. That's a big one. And that's bam, all, that's the transition. Say, that's, that's all I got. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have ended better than that. <laughs> that's been the transition episode 35. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, rate the podcast. If you enjoyed it, even if you didn't enjoy it, give it a five star five rating, five stars. stars only, five stars only. Um, check out the Instagram four star bullshit. <laughs> who, da- who, who would dare? Da- oh my goodness. we got to bleep that out. It's, it's deep enough in the podcast. Nobody's going to hear it. Um, Still though, I'm doubling enough. down. We're double, we're doubling down on that. I don't know who would ever give us a four star rating. If you do, you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> nice. um, and make sure you guys follow the transition underscore pod on Instagram. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.